Welcome to the new episode of Sports E. Let's aim sports. Today we have with us the son of Indian snooker, Aditya Mehta. Aditya is an Indian professional snooker player. He participated in the World Snooker Tour starting in 2007. He reached the highest world ranking of 49. Aditya has several medals at the Asian and World Games. He won the gold at the men's event in 2013 World Games and the team event at 2009 Asian Games. Aditya has won medals at Asian Games in 2006 and 2010. Aditya compiled a total of 41 century breaks while on the tour, the highest for which was at the 2014 Paul Hunter Classic, where he made the first ever maximum break in the competition. Coming back from the career-threatening neck injury, he turned amateur and won the IBSF World Team Super Championship, defeating the Thai Team 3-1 alongside Pankaj Adwani. Please welcome Arjuna Awardi, Indian professional snooker player with a lot of international accolades and the one who is called the son of Indian snooker, Aditya Mehta. Thank you for watching, thank you for liking, and thank you for sharing. But please do subscribe to our channel, Sportsy Sage, and help us spread the word about Sportsy. We go with the same handle, Sportsy Sage, across all the social media platforms. Hey, hi, Aditya. Great to have you on Sportsy. Let's talk sports. Hi. It's great uh, to be here. Uh, and you won't believe that how much fun it is for me to have the son of Indian snooker uh, on our platform. Uh, while I'll ask you about what the name means and how it came, uh, but for the viewers and listeners, we have Aditya Mehta uh, with us. He's a, the former uh, Indian former professional snooker player, has participated in many international uh, and world snooker tours. Uh, and while we get to hear the whole journey from him, it is one thing that is always proud uh, feel that he's Arjuna Award himself. And uh, and till recent, uh, as recent as a couple of years back, he won... Uh, came back to amateur and actually uh, won the IBSF uh, World Team Snooker Championship. Uh, so, Aditya, there's a, between where I started and where I gave the introduction, there's a long journey uh, about you. So, how did snooker happen to you? It's like people play out, go out and play cricket and football and uh, what got you attracted to snooker? Well, I did the same thing. I started with uh, football. I think I, I I was in Don Bosco in, in Mumbai, which is very famous for its football team. So yeah. ever since I was seven, seven, eight years old, I've been playing football all the way till my eighth standard. And uh, then obviously, uh, as as any Indian would do, uh, would try my hand at cricket and fail because obviously <laughs> I wasn't good enough. But um, I also played badminton. Um, but when I was 12, I started playing golf and snooker which was, uh, you know, all of this probably because of my dad, because he's a very uh, sporty person and he always wanted probably me to play some sport. But golf and snooker really kind of struck me a lot more than any other sport. Mm -hmm. uh, and still golf is one of my favorite sports. Uh, but snooker, from the age of 12 till about 15, I saw that I was actually better at snooker than I was at golf. And at some point, you have to make a decision. If you want to be good at something, then you have to devote a little more time to it. So at 15, I, w I won my first tournament and in snooker. And really, uh, there wasn't any looking back from there onwards. Uh, I wasn't good enough in golf to pursue that. So, uh, But, you know, I think I found the perfect sport because I'm, generally speaking, I'm, I'm a very, uh, let's say, shy and slightly fragile human being uh, excessive sunlight gives me headaches and 
you know i just need my peace and quiet and i really i mean there's no sport on the planet that i think suit me better than than snooker so i suppose i just i just got lucky <laughs> okay that's interesting it's, and uh, I, it it is finding the cue it's it's, it's the uh, find the cue from that not lighting the sunlight and being the introvert and using a cue to play your game and make it professional so i think it is uh, i know it, the line may sound cliche but yeah it, it, it is it it is what came out uh, so aditya it's like 15 uh, you won your stuka competition and you decided okay now i want to be take it professionally but uh, when you make that switch happen that okay i want to take it professionally now uh, what all goes through your mind and uh, what were the aspirations during that space that okay I, if i want to take it professionally what is going to be who inspired you and what kind of motivation was there because it was not a sport which is known to thousands uh, sorry millions it is known to hundreds and thousands and few thousands uh, specifically in india europe is a big circuit where you went went ahead and played but what were the those three things in your life aspiration inspiration motivation when you made it professional i mean i can't say at 15 i was thinking much about uh, you know making it a professional you know uh, job it was just you like playing snooker you were decent at it i want to you know city level event uh, and although it was a good win i wasn't going to get ahead of myself it was i think it was just a process you go from that to a say a city level a state level tournament you play the juniors uh, it looks like you're good you you win that you go to the nationals suddenly now you're in the top 3 in the juniors then you start thinking okay maybe i might be good at seniors so it's a very long process i never for once imagined that i would probably end up doing everything that i did it's i think it's just it just happens and even along that path there's so many you know difficulties like you don't just succeed just like that especially me i've had uh, i think i've had far more failures than i would like to admit in my life uh, and so it's been a difficult ride but i think motivation wise uh, i think it's just when you're playing a sport you want to experience the next level so like i said you want to go from city to state state to national national to international and so the natural path at some point takes you towards the pro tour and so mm-hmm. if any snooker player has aspirations it would be to be at the eventual top of the game it's like you take a tennis player if he doesn't dream about being at the wimbledon or french open any grand slam right. then he's obviously not exactly motivated so for us yeah. it's uh, is the same if you want to play at the highest level you want to play the greatest players then you be a pro and so it's just a natural progression for any snooker player now whether you make it or not is a completely different story uh but the idea of playing the stephen andrews and the jimmy white ronnie o'sullivan and you know uh john higgins all of them is too much for you to kind of uh not consider so uh, especially for somebody who just loves the game like i said i didn't play it i didn't play this game because i could make a career out of it it it's it's the same for every sports person you don't start off like that you start off because you just enjoyed it so for yeah. somebody who enjoyed it you have to go all the way if you can okay interesting i think that that sums it all and the kind of name that you took and uh, you, you wanted to play with them and you ended up playing with most of those uh, the biggies of uh, snooker world were you ever intimidated by that when you actually got absolutely. the opportunity uh, absolutely i am a very uh, like shy person i'm i'm not i'm not a very uh, loud and over positive and aggressive kind of person who can just 
you know deal with all these situations i do feel intimidated for sure uh, you know and at every stage in your life you there's always someone better than you and yeah. you, you kind of look up to them so when you first kind of step into the same uh, field is going to be a little difficult and it was tough yeah, i mean playing i think i got uh, beaten pretty bad the first time i played a lot of the the big names like the ronies and jud trumps and uh, you know probably neil robertson as well but then at the same time i i settled a little bit and started actually so you know eventually it just it's if you're good enough you'll get there uh, but it was tough the first time i played ronnie was probably the hardest mentally the hardest game i've ever played uh, because i just could not i could not focus on the game at all it was all about the occasion about ronnie o'sullivan and and he hammered and uh, yeah i deserved it yeah so uh, i i think it's it's a it's a nice way of talking about the next point which is just a cue from what you said uh, and i'm going to use cue a bit more i think during the chat is uh, after the getting intimidated the as you said the game was more mental the first game uh, against ronnie was more mental than anything else so for an athlete's life how do you actually overcome those nerves i think it's experience i think you have to go through the the disappointment of not being uh, you know mentally present like you you realize the mistakes that you made um and it's okay to be overwhelmed a little bit uh, at times obviously it's not ideal and no uh, uh, no probably psychologist or somebody is going to tell you that uh, you know it, it's fine i have no idea i just i just feel like it's it's process um it, and it's something that you have to learn yourself with time um and as long as you are uh you know trying to to uh to learn from the experience uh you will because it's it's just a matter of time it, if you don't get enough opportunities it may be difficult because you it, all of this is about putting yourself time and time again in the same situation and then learning how to do it better you know and and the only way to do that is the same as it is on playing on tv uh if if the first time you go in front of those cameras and you're live to millions of people especially on the pro tour when we've played on bbc or eurosport you're literally live to tens of millions and it's very difficult in your head because every mistake that you make is magnified yeah i think i mean the the mental uh, uh learning that happens i mean of course you can go through the whole meditation and sports psychology uh stuff which is essential for for every sports person for sure uh but it's it's got a lot more to do with experience and until you put yourself out there in all sorts of different experiences against the best players and you know sometimes even against weaker players where uh, you know where you expected to win see these mm. are all in sport it's all about the expectations and how it kind of plays on your mind so right. all experiences are going to play on your mind and it's how you kind of come to terms with uh, and how you how you decide you're going to deal with certain situations um, and then obviously you do what you need to do in order to to learn from them so if i feel that being calm and and mentally more uh, you know empty with an empty mind it works for me then meditation is great if i feel like i really need to motivate myself pump myself up maybe i need some self help and kind of you know sports psychology uh, stuff to to put me in the right frame of mind so 
depending on what you want uh, mm-hmm. through these experiences you will you will uh, you know get get uh, you know take one step at a time forward excellent and uh, so aditya and uh, when you talk about the experiences you got those experiences pretty early in your life with being a runner runner up at acbc and uh, being the first indian uh, ever since yasin merchant to play in the main tour so how was that experience because then the suddenly the fame came the name came that okay is the young kid playing and uh, in the main tour so how was that phase for you i in fact it, this came after a very bad phase i actually stopped playing for a year because mm-hmm. my performances were just not kind of improving so i in 2007 i decided to take some some time off and to kind of reassess what what i wanted to do with my life you know as a sports person you have these moments where you you got to reflect a little bit and say uh, am i taking the right steps am i moving in the right direction so 2007 was a tough one and but when i came back at the end of 2007 uh, the motivation was back so i went to my state championship i won both billiards and snooker i went to the nationals got to the final uh, lost to pankaj but got, uh, went to the asian championship got to the final and within Three months of coming back into the game. Four months of going back to the game. I turned pro because the the Asian final. Uh, if you reach the Asian final, the top two players were given a, a pro ticket. So right. literally, life turned upside down in a matter of five months. And uh, so it was a little difficult to uh, kind of wrap my head around it. But then suddenly, all your dreams have come true. You're going to be going to England, uh, and uh, you know, playing against the best. Um, so it it was it, it was difficult but it was also like a dream suddenly coming true uh now i just had to kind of be uh focused on how i'm going to make the most of it and the first season on on the tour is always the hardest but you know at least i was in the right direction i i was moving forward uh there was there was a spark that was missing early on in my career when i transition from a junior to a senior which is now suddenly back mm-hmm. um i wouldn't say i was the youngest on the pro tour or anything i was 22 at the time and we had 16 year olds who were amazing as well wow. so okay. not indians and i mean that's that's probably one thing that we need to change uh, but uh, there were uh, the the attention was not as pronounced i think mm-hmm. like you said snooker is not something that is very mainstream in india so it's not as if uh, it was suddenly you know like a cricketer going into the ipl and suddenly becomes uh, you know yeah. uh, the top of the town it's not like that i had my time i had uh, i had uh, you know i had a lot of time to find my feet but mm. the difficult part with the professional tour is you get one year and if in one year you don't climb into the top 64 of the world you're out you know which is what happened so th- this you know that process continued for a long time but mm. you know the start was quite odd you know from going from thinking about quitting the game to turning pro in a matter of 6 months is is quite a story and, and i think that is what is all about uh, the mental toughness and uh, basically having a having a passion for it i think the passion that never dies and uh, that's what got you back but uh, sir, uh, it's uh, very interesting that you said that 2007 you took a break and that was just after uh, like you had a bronze in the, the asian games in 2006 in doha so somebody might expect that okay you are at the asian games getting a medal for for the country and then you go ahead, uh, go go down and saying that okay i don't want to play anymore so, uh, so that is a pretty 
tough transition for fumble to understand and you as you very well explained how you came out of it but asian games always has a different place for you right then you came back in 2010 and got two medals of bronze and one silver so yeah. how was that journey to represent your country and actually getting those medals for the country so asian the first one in 2006 was was massive because uh, you know i was coming out of my juniors phase and uh, trying to make a mark in the men's uh, you know i i obviously i was in the top 4 when i was 20 even in the men's uh, but you know consistently not quite making uh, that many waves which is one of the reasons why uh, you know that 2007 uh, break came about um but yeah 2006 i was not in the top 4 or 5 going into the qualifiers and it was a long way it was very uh, you know not likely that i was going to make it into the asian games team as well so oh, wow. uh, to kind of clinch that spot in the last tournament in the second last uh, match uh, i think i had to beat yasin uh, yasin to uh, qualify mm-hmm. uh, because he was already in the in the team and uh, i i was fighting for fourth spot uh, or something like that and and uh, it, it went down to the wire and finally qualified and i think that was uh, a huge moment for me uh to play that international the games is something that's i mean to any sports person any games yeah. for some reason hold so much more emotion and value than than anything else so you know it was a great experience and we did well i mean the one one of the you know things i remember from that 2006 games was that i i was playing most of the games i was until the quarter finals uh you know it was myself and yasin and rupesh was playing the doubles but in the quarters i felt a little ill like i i had a very very bad headache and uh, you know i was just not i had headache issues you know in my youth and i mm-hmm. i knew i couldn't play i it was just before the match so i told the coach that i can't play this match i really you know i have to sit this one out and hopefully the other two will carry us through and uh, somehow they did and and uh, in the quarters even though it was it was tight they got us through the semis and then i was ready to play the semis obviously because mm-hmm. now i'm fine but the coach didn't want to put me in the team because he said that we have a winning combination in the quarter so we're just going to stick with that and it was so disappointing that yeah. day to to miss out on the semis uh to you know uh, at the asian games that where we lost uh, that semis and then we came down to the bronze medal match and i told my coach i no matter what happens I am playing this match this bronze medal match I don't care what anyone else thinks I'm playing and I played amazing and and in fact I mean I played uh, you know I played the singles and the doubles mm-hmm. and we won 3-0 and uh, you know it was uh, it was a very very positive one-sided performance so I I I always remember that that I I I went for that that bronze medal was something that I was desperate when it came down to the to the wire and and we got it and i think that was a that was a great moment and 2010 again uh, the silver and the bronze so that's two medals two life changing uh, you know games for me especially 2010 again uh, after after one year on the pro tour struggling to kind of make a mark uh, you need something to to push you you know and and that's again where yasin machand came into the picture and he really kind of talked me into giving myself more time you know because mm-hmm. failure was just ever present failure was just ever present at every corner you know you had to take a blow and you had to you know figure out a way back 
And so yeah. again, that Asian Games was a huge turning point for me because that got a little government incentives, which meant that I could afford my professional stint in the UK. Uh, you know, because no funding. Remember, this is Correct. snooker. I have played ten years on the pro tour with barely only ten percent of my expenses coming through any sort of funding. So I really needed every penny that I could earn, and you know, that was 2010 was a very important. And uh, and the way you spoke about it, I think I like I just uh, thinking through it. I think that actually also uh, made a mark for 2012 when you got your Arjun Award, uh, and it it helped the whole process. So how was it? to receive your arjuna award from honorary president pranab mukherjee and uh, one of the highest award for a sports person in india so what was that feel it was uh, i i'd already had two or three good years i mean i won my first national title in 11 i won another one in 12 two asian games uh, three asian games medals uh, i'd been to the asian final in 2008 and again in 11 so i knew i was i would do something but Mm-hmm. you know as a sports person i don't think you should ever be in a position where you feel like you can demand uh, or you know feel like there is something due to you by the government we don't do it like that i mean yeah. uh, we all would love it we love being uh, you know respected and and being uh, awarded uh, but i uh, i remember i was in england at the time and uh, the first initial list came out that year and it was a small list and my name wasn't on it and i was really really disappointed and and i thought okay this is all over now i mean uh, if i don't get it now i'm never going to get it you know things like that drop in your mind i was really in a bad mood for a day and then the next day the full list comes out and i'm oh. in it and it was it, like just an incredible feeling a little bit of relief but just realizing that uh, you're going to be you know you're going down in history uh, you know of indian uh, sports people so that was amazing then the, just the trip to uh, you know to delhi i went directly from england my parents and my sisters came from bombay uh, and we stayed there for two nights the whole suiting up for the asian games yeah. the rehearsal ceremony sorry asian games sorry for the arjuna award and the rehearsal ceremony and all of that is really great experience i met a lot of great sports people there which was also amazing yuvraj singh got it at the same time parupalli yeah. kachap uh, you know and uh, so we made some good friends and um you know it'll always be special and hopefully there's more to come because quite honestly the greatest years of my snooker career the best achievements in my career have come after the arjuna award so yes. hopefully you know uh, at some point those achievements will also be recognized and uh, you know um but as far as as far as that moment goes you can't you can't beat uh, something like that it's still the picture is still up here right in front of me with my arjuna award on top and that is that is the corner of my house that i'm i'm proud of yeah and uh, and uh, believe me that is that is something is uh, any any athlete's life dream at the same time we are proud of uh, getting the and it's not only about uh, how difference it made it's actually about a validation uh, every every at every stage you are also looking for some validation some pat on the back somewhere and this something like this coming up your way i think that is uh, that is a actually huge thing and so as you said a lot of thing happened after that and uh, you you became a part of the history uh, for for indian sports so we in 2013 the uh, the gold in the world game that happened for you again it is not that happens every day uh, so if that is not one of the best moment for you uh, in your career what what other is the best moment for you yeah 2013 was probably the best best year of my career in terms of the two most important achievements of my life uh obviously the world games which 
uh, I wasn't exactly in the best of form going into, uh, but I suppose it's just written, you know, some things in a sports person's life, sometimes things are just written and they happen. And uh, uh, somehow that was, uh, you know, one of the most amazing trips. I mean, Colombia, first of all, South America. Yeah. We've never even thought we'll go somewhere there for snooker in our lives. And, and we're going there. Uh, it's a long way. We lose our queue on the way there in the sense it doesn't come from, from luggage. Uh, so we have to wait two days. Luckily, the match is on the third day. So, you know, all, all sorts of things happening. And uh, yeah, it's just somehow I got through that first round and uh, I played the number one seed in the second round. And when I when I managed to get through that, I just hit such a good run of form for the last two matches, the semis and the finals. I was literally unplayable. And I don't know where it came from. I, I wish I could do it all the time, but I don't know where it came from. Uh, I just, you know, thank the Lord for giving me that something special, that moment. And that's another thing that I'm very proud of. It's one of my favorite pictures uh, of my life, uh, you know, with, with the with the tricolor uh, on my shoulders and uh, and the gold medal. And, and you can't beat that. The, everyone talks about the national anthem going up and, and uh, it may sound very cliche, but it it is not something that you, uh, you know, take lightly. That experience is something that is... Uh, very, very, very special. So yeah. that and but I'd have to say that some that's something that's far more probably uh, you know special to me was the Indian Open uh, final, which was again two months after that was the first Indian Open, the first professional snooker tournament ranking event to ever take place in India. Yeah. You know, it was a huge uh, moment for the country, and uh, to and we had to qualify from a qualifying match in the UK. And uh, I, I, I had a very, very difficult match just to qualify. So just to think, I qualified, beat three world champions on the way to get to the final of a professional ranking event, which has never been achieved in the history of Indian snooker. Uh, Nobody has got past even the last 16. So to be in the final, in your first home event. And, you know, sometimes what happens is like you, you take something like an Indian Open and you don't get a lot of top players coming. So then it becomes like an easier field. But because it was the first one, everyone was here. It, the wow. top Neil Robertson's to Ding Junhui, who beat me in the final, to Mark Williams, world champion, Peter Ebden, world champion, uh, Stephen Maguire, top three in the world, top four in the world. And I beat all these players on the way to the final. And I don't think that I can compare any other performance in my life, uh, in my snooker life, to that tournament. It was special on so many different levels and definitely will remain the most, uh, you know, up to date, the most uh, important day of my life. Excellent. And, and uh, while you're explaining it, believe me, it's like as if I was going through the whole journey, I, you gave me that kind of feel, right? Okay, it's like it's so passionate. It, it, it's so fresh in your mind because as, as you said, right, those are the things that athlete, athlete lives by. Uh, they want yeah. those kind of those moments to hang on to in their in their career. So yeah. while these all highs were there, uh, twenty uh, like twenty fifteen was not very good. Uh, with again the the, the all, almost career threatening uh, neck injury that you had, and uh, so what was what was going through your mind uh, when that happened, and how did you actually come out of it? And importance of mental toughness or physical exercises, all this combination, how do you come back? Because you are at the peak, then something like this happens and you don't know what is next. What goes through, uh, 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 got, what went through your mind that time? 
uh, honestly, it happened in 2014. Uh, it was just at the start. So 2013 was my best season, 13-14, and just at the just after the first tournament of the 14 season, which again was a very good tournament for me. Uh, one fine day, I just uh, I, I start feeling a lot of pain in my neck and uh, and and behind my right shoulder, and it just gets worse and worse. And before you know it, the next day, as I wake up from uh, you know in the morning, fortunately my my roommate was was there as well. and i i just collapsed in the hallway in in pain it i had no idea what it was uh it wasn't something that i went and hurt my neck it was something that's probably been going on inside my neck in my spine in my you know discs that i have not known about for for all this while and one fine day everything just you know hits the roof and uh for the next one month i couldn't get within a foot of my cue so you know when we bend down we touch our chin to yes. our cue i couldn't even get within a foot of my cue so it was that was it i was not i was not playing not doing anything uh fortunately we did all the tests we did the x rays and the you know just a few painkillers at the time kind of uh, settled it down but but i realized that this is this is something that is going to go long and uh, you know some real intervention is required mm-hmm. at the time but you know this is where i'm kind of a little angry at myself that uh, my desperation to not give up uh, and not kind of let that pro tour slip away because that's what i would have to do i would have had to let it go uh, but i didn't want to let it go and i didn't want to come back to india and start you know the healing process so i i kind of you know pushed it under the rug uh, relied on painkillers and some physiotherapy a little bit of gym to get through um and i did i did for i mean that two months after this happened i made my first professional career like maximum maximum break and india's yeah. ever so nobody in india has ever made uh, a maximum break you know outside the country the only other one was geet sethi and that was 25 years ago and yeah. i made two uh, and so and and while i'm making that maximum i'm already in pain so i've mm-hmm. i've got the neck issue now and uh, my my right side side starts to go numb in the middle of the match and i'm thinking uh, what as in I don't mind losing, but I just don't want to lose four nil. So I'm two zero down, and I'm thinking just play fast, try mm-hmm. and make a fifty break or a sixty break, so that you at least get one frame on the board, and then lose. It's fine. And mm-hmm. before you know it, in the next frame, I start running around the table, and I made a maximum. So that was the first ever like professional maximum. Oh, wow. So just such weird things happen in life that you really don't know how to explain. Um, but you know, it took me till 2016 to finally decide that I need a break. i couldn't do it anymore i took 6 months off i came back to india i, I tried to get my rehab done at physio and i went back uh, like i said i couldn't stay out and then from 16 to 18 i tried again but progressively got worse uh, as as the years passed and my effort i couldn't put the same amount of effort in and uh, you know the game just started to become a bit of a struggle so you know i don't know maybe i didn't make all the right moves maybe i i should have done things a bit differently but you know I, there's nothing i can do to change the past and i did the best that i could i knew that uh, you know that was a very important moment in my career i just didn't want to let go of it yeah. uh, but as as now after having that experience if i had to advise somebody about these things you know i would definitely learn from my mistakes uh, you know it's better to step away for a little while and make sure that you are in in the best shape possible before you try any uh, you know heroics when it comes to sport uh, mental physical 
if you're not at the top of your game, uh, you stand no chance at the highest levels of the game. So, you know, you you live and you learn, and I'm still learning. Wow. And uh, I think the, uh, other than explaining your own process, I think what you've mentioned at the at the end is, if I have to give an advice, that you should your, listen to your body, listen to your mind, listen to your body, and take the decision that which will have a long term impact. And that is something very important for even the young kids who are trying to be professional, trying to uh, be uh, like yeah. budding or uh, amateurs want to go at the different level. And this is very important that if you don't play that one game. it's okay yeah. but that 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 moment will earn you 20 more games i think that is something very very important and this exactly comes to my next point is like this game that you play snooker billiard it's, it's quite a very high level of concentration and control so to have a amazing career what were the your favorite what was your favorite mind and body exercises that you were going through? just i'm not no no uh, exhibition of the exercise but what, what is that it really help you i uh... See, okay. So the last few years has been purely physiotherapy, uh, which my my physio. I've, I've been really lucky to find her uh, who uh, live active physiotherapy, and she's done very well to keep me in the game. I think I was almost afraid that it's the end of my career, you know. And and then after that, we still uh, achieved a lot. I mean, last year to win a national title, to win the world title, it was something yeah. that you can't even imagine. After the 2018, when I put my cue away. Uh, i never thought it would happen but i think in in the early years i think 2011 12 the time when i was starting to really uh, you know uh, do well i feel uh, meditation obviously my mother is very spiritual and she is uh, she teaches meditation and she's part of a spiritual society so she was a big influence at the time and meditation for me was was pretty important because especially in the tough times when you want to stop that mental chatter the monkey brain as we call it from uh, from ruining everything uh you need that calm uh, mind so that was important and uh, there was a moment there was a time in my uh, in those years where i got into running and running almost became like a like a meditation in itself it was uh, it was just like you know how to keep putting one foot in front of the other and just keep going keep going keep going uh, it didn't last very long because i wasn't a very uh, uh, you know passionate about running Mm-hmm. but it was a good mental training i felt i think running for me was more a mental ex- exercise than it uh, as much as it was a physical okay. uh, you know to keep because i was training for a 10k i was i wanted to do some work and i was not a very fit person so i i had to really push myself to to constantly keep saying okay one more step one more step just keep going keep going keeping one more round you know one more song like how we're listening to music while we're running mm-hmm. you calculate time based on the number of songs that you run and it, it was just that that exercise of just pushing yourself beyond your limits a little bit uh was was uh, was an important thing and uh, i loved working out so obviously strength training in the gym and yoga class and all those things i did all of this in the uk and i really enjoyed uh, enjoyed all of it i don't think there's anything any one thing that i would say i just think whatever physical exercise you like whatever puts you in a good frame of mind uh whatever calms your your senses Mm-hmm. uh that's what you should do you know yeah excellent and i think uh, from the calming i have just a, a small a small thing you have to hear from you about the calming uh, yourself is uh you played the world number 2 uh, the jute trump uh, in your first ever televised match and you mentioned earlier that okay lakhs uh, lakhs and lakhs of people watching and puts a different pressure so what was going through your mind when your your first match was televised i i think i was overawed I mean, I told you in the beginning, all these big players. I have made a mess. I have made a serious <laughs> mess of matches against top players. 
and you know he was a superstar like yeah. in the in the game and uh, you know he had all sorts of sponsors and managers running around him and security going on and i'm just thinking i'm a simple guy from india uh, you know never never experienced this uh, this big stage but i love just being there because i think i, I if i'm not mistaken that was the international championship and i beat stuart bingham to get to that round uh, to get to the last 16 and yeah. uh, that itself was a huge win for me stuart bingham is is world champion so uh, i was just i think at that moment especially considering the financial implications of winning that match as well i was just really happy i was just like <laughs> i have a lot of money in the bank now uh, to get me through and i'm just going to go out there and enjoy myself but he was too good for me. you know i was ranked i think i was ranked somewhere around 80 in the world and jod was in the top 2 3 4 players in the world there's a huge difference and uh, not only did i get overawed by the occasion i got overawed by my opponent and he outplayed me uh, and uh, at the end of the day i was fine i i enjoyed the experience you know it was all the way in china uh, there's a long way to go for uh, you know for snooker and and you usually our pressure on us is on that first round you want to get through that first round and playing bingham first round and in fact i had a round before bingham as well which i won 6-5 so i was just really happy and honestly i enjoyed the experience i i'm not one to uh, to get really kind of uh, you know bogged down by those things i love playing the top players and i like i said before the experience of losing and seeing what mistakes you made mentally and physically and in your game is the only way you're going to win in the future so if nothing else that match maybe gave me one more lesson into how to play on televised uh, matches and how to play against the top players excellent and uh, the, so again from from the same the same thing is now uh, we we discussed earlier about coming back from the injury and uh, uh, in 1920 and uh, you had the national title and the world uh, world it was i think the world team uh, championship that you had so in 2019 when you won the the ibfl world team championship and uh, along with pankaj who is always neck to neck with you or ahead and so all amazing uh, thing that you had so how was that feel and what exactly difference between pro circuit and a, a mature circuit so uh, the world unfortunately for me and pankaj we haven't had a lot of opportunities to play together in our in our career because i very early in my career decided to move to to england and play on the pro tour while he was here so when we do get our chances we always fancy them because we know as a team me and him on the amateur circuit we are a force to be reckoned with because we both have immense experience and and quality as well and not just on the amateur circuit we went to the world cup in in 2015 which was a professional event and we got to the semi final mm-hmm. if not for one really bad miss uh, well i won't say really bad miss but i did miss a pink of uh, in the decider which okay. if i pot we go into the final of the world cup which is unthinkable at the time so it just goes to show that me and him make a really good team so uh when we when we did become a team uh, which also required me to qualify uh, uh, and uh, it it was un- not until the last match of qualifying in the uh, you know on the latest uh, uh, camp that we had that i that i qualified to to partner him and uh, you know go to the world uh, so it was a long journey just to get there and then we get to that world and we lose our first match in the group and mm-hmm. suddenly we're staring at exiting the tournament just in the group stage uh, but you know as he is a very like great competitor and when the the good thing about me and him is when we're playing together 
we always believe in the other's ability to pull something out of the hat you know uh, mm-hmm. if if we're down and out like we know if if he's struggling i'm always playing well if i'm struggling he's always playing well and it just always seems to happen so it was a great experience in uh, in kind of find, like partnership in in a game that's an individual game there's very few times where you get to play uh, events like that and i think we both really enjoyed it we uh, as the tournament got progressed we just got better and better and and at the end of the day we we were deserving winners and and even he said at the end of the tournament he said that one day this had to happen like me and you had to win something <laughs> because it's not possible that we we're we a very strong team for the amateur circuit you know and and i'm just glad that we did it was good for india it was the first ever world team title for india at the amateur oh. level um and as far as the pro tour goes as you were saying is is a very different it's a different animal completely because you're talking about the greatest amateurs every year the best amateurs in the world will turn pro so while the amateur tour progressively requires new entrants all the time to keep you know uh, you know keep it competitive because the best players are going away all the best players in the world are turning pro and there's only 128 players in the world on the pro tour so um there it's very difficult to get into and in equally difficult to stay mm-hmm. in the pro tour and i i mean you just take the names you have your Ronnie O'Sullivan and uh, Judd Trumps, Neil Robertson, John Higgins, Mark Selby, the, the whole lot. It, those players, uh, you know, they they make this this tour. It's, it's purely it's incredible to watch, incredible to experience and play against. Uh, you know, and uh, yeah, just a big difference. Uh, it's 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 a it's a, like a huge step forward from the amateur circuit, which is why I, that's what I wanted to do in my life. I mean, if you don't take that step. then you not really uh uh you know uh, sort of passionate about your game because right. anyone who's passionate about any sport will want to take the step to the highest level of the game right uh, interesting uh, so arit i think we can chat for longest time but i just have now with the time uh, constraint i'll just have my last couple of questions what you have dealt through the whole uh, indian snooker system and international system so what is your dream for indian snooker I'm glad you asked because I feel like I have been through so many experiences in my own career in my own life and I still will go through a lot more as well but I am in a unique position to uh, to really help the next uh, generation of of snooker players to be more prepared you know to to not have to learn the same lessons firsthand as I had to learn uh in trying to be a pro and uh, you know and trying to get through injury and trying to uh learn how to live in a foreign country uh all of those things and and just be a good player like i it took me many years to learn learn the art and i feel like i'm in a very unique position where i would really like to uh be able to contribute to the next generation of this uh, country and Uh, I've always been passionate about coaching, and recently I started coaching. I I held my first uh, coaching camp in Aurangabad uh, for you know a group of ten people, and we had a lot more lined up. Uh, uh, but this new lockdown has kind of uh, you know delayed our plans. But that's what I really want to do. Apart from playing and continuing to win titles and medals for the country, which which will continue because uh, you know I've I've learned how to deal with my neck and my injury and you know, things like that, and and I'm still India number one. so that will continue but uh, if i don't if you don't pass on the the knowledge and the experience that you gain uh, 
uh, over the years of so many sacrifices and so many failures and and successes then i think it's it would be a waste of my of my life if i didn't pass it on so my dream apart from you know maybe one day going back to the pro tour for myself for my own mm. satisfaction to test myself one more time would be that i am responsible for 10 more indians going to the pro tour and that would be something that's far has far greater impact in the long term than just me going around doing what i want to do uh, we need to do something about the all the passionate players out there who are you know who are just waiting they're craving for guidance and and yeah. somebody to to help them improve um and so we need that infrastructure and i think as far as the service goes as far as experience goes then i am in a very unique position to offer that and um i i look forward to doing that for for many years now excellent and i think that is something very important that we would love to see you uh already arjun awardee would like to see you as a dronacharya awardee uh, and train <laughs> to train more and more people right you you take the game ahead and uh, from from the coaching which you already started and uh, it it should go a long way from here and uh, so my one question which was the first question i wanted to ask but i'll i'll push it down is like what how, how you got the name the son of indian snooker i have no idea i think somebody just made that up on wikipedia or uh, world snooker maybe uh, i i actually never figured out where it came from uh so i think it probably signifies a few things uh, you know that are quite unique uh, considering the fact that you know nobody from india was kind of uh, taking that leap of faith and somebody needed to rise from the ashes or whatever mm-hmm. analogy you want to put to it uh but you know i did rise um, slow and steady but you know um and hopefully that, that you know that that rise continues uh, it will set one day as well but uh, uh, you know until then let's keep it as bright and uh, and fun and energetic as possible and you know give as much uh, as we can to to uh, the next generation of qists excellent excellent aditya i think this is we couldn't have asked for any better way to uh, end the current chat i i'll not say full stop as a as a as a comma or a semicolon in the in the chat that we can have but wonderful talking to you aditya i think it's a phenomenal career a sport which is not followed uh, in india at a, at a professional level it is mostly recreational level but the kind of effort that yasin merchant you uh, pankaj are doing and uh, making a name for that sport is phenomenal and wish you all the best and to achieve all the dreams that you have and uh, as you said that one day go back to the pro circuit just for yourself i think that is also uh, just around the corner so wish you all the best and uh, Talk to you soon. Thanks for having me. It's been great chatting with you, sir. Thanks a lot. Thank you for watching. Thank you for liking and thank you for sharing. But please do subscribe to our channel, Sportsy Sage, and help us spread the word about Sportsy. We go with the same handle, Sportsy Sage, across all the social media platforms.